Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabo and for once I'm only joined by one absolute baller. My good friend Arman is sat back home in Zurich. How are you doing my brother? Good, good. Um, really happy that we are moving on to a Premier League weekend and fo- club football weekend again. It's been a bit dry. Man, it's the most yeah. boring time of the season. I, I mean, it I is. usually, I, I can usually compensate by playing football, but right now I can't because of my <laughs> knee. And it's been such an assy week. I will not lie to you. It's so boring. It's really boring. Ugh. But as you uh, were saying correctly there, we are moving back to the FPL, the Prem football as we know it. It's coming back. Yeah. And in a week from now, we're already into the Champions League as well, which is which is good news. Um, and f- five weeks from now we have another international yeah game. don't remind me don't remind me it's actually less than five <laughs> weeks I think it's coming early October. it's crazy <sighs> it's three international breaks before December I mean that's yeah. just too much that's yeah. too much yeah you're always you... breaking up the rhythm yeah no I and it's and especially with today's topic the FPL it's it just adds another layer of anxiety and, and uncertainty that you just don't know what to do with and it's just not nice uh oh well um but the 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 intro question today is already related to to FPL so I'm gonna ask you if you had to now decide which player you'll keep from now until the end of the season in your FPL team except for Haaland of course because that's not a fair question yeah. who would you who would who would the the other one be? There's probably n- no player I would which I would do that. But I would say... Is someone I already have in my team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I probably would just stick to... Ooh, that's a tough question. If injury-free, I think probably... And Burma maybe or oh no he's a midfielder maybe or Nana. Oh, like, that's interesting. Okay, because I, yeah, I expected I don't I like you to say Saka or something like that. No, like... I don't like. I think goalkeeper transfers are a waste, and it doesn't really matter because they don't score the highest of points. And yeah, I would just I would if I had to stick with one, I just what would keep Onana for the season. I'm I'm really comfortable with that. Okay, well. This brings us to the the general topic of today's episode, the the main one, which is FPL. Um, we're gonna chat the ins and outs. We're gonna chat how you've found FPL so far. If you're happy with with how it's all kicked off, and and then we'll discuss assets, where to transfer, what to transfer, how to use your wildcard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, we'll we'll kick off with a sort of general question about your FPL season. Are you happy with how it's gone are you content with where you're standing in in the overall ranking where where are you at uh i'm let's say i'm okay with it it could have been could have been better um yeah for example like players like gabriel which i kept for too long and there was some news about him that he wouldn't start against Nottingham Forest in the first game. So I should have just swapped him and 
then I think my rank would have been much better if I had Saliba in instead. But yeah, apart from that, I'm okay with it. The team is, I mean, my rank is not amazing. It's 500,000. But my team looks really good, uh, really well set up. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Fair enough. And you? as you as you always say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm I'm really happy, man. I'm I, I mean it's, this is my return to the big stage um <laughs> after like three or four seasons out, and I'm like I'm nine points behind you, and you're what I call an expert. So after four game weeks, <laughs> nine points, that puts me in in a similar I mean, obviously it's like a couple of million ranks by the feels of it. I mean, I'm I'm one million one hundred thousand, but it's very close together. But so so nine points yeah. isn't that much at the end of the day. So I'm quite happy no, to be where I am. Uh lots of green arrows. I think every week has been a green arrow. Um that's good. And yeah, I mean my expectations were low, and obviously now you you start to like think, can I can I finish high? Can I do well? Um so so yeah, I mean it's it no, I've 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 enjoyed it and and I'm definitely still getting into it. There's a couple of transfers I wish I hadn't made. There's a couple of double ups that I wish I hadn't gone for. The Chelsea clean sheet against Nottingham Forest would have probably put me in a different hemisphere in terms of um in terms of ranks because I had two Chelsea defenders in there. Yeah. Uh but overall, no, I've I've been I've I'm quite content with with where I stand. Uh yeah, but I mean now it's just about get, keeping going. Uh the other the other big question at this point people ask themselves a lot is is the wild cards. A lot of people are using their wild cards. I know you aren't. I know I aren't. I am not either. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. personally considering using it in the third international break in November, if not the second. What are your What are your thoughts on this? So. A wild card for me is you should use where there's an obvious fixture swing. When you see like few teams having a run of bad fixtures, for example, uh, Arsenal are running in a couple of difficult fixtures, I think after game week eight or something like that. And Liverpool are running in, in some very good fixtures after game week nine. I don't have it exactly in my head, but like... Um, uh, it's going to be a bit like this. And that's why I think the best time to wild card is probably game week 9 or 10. I'm still not quite sure of it. But yeah, I have to see. Like players like Son, I just need to... See. I mean, everybody's so gassed up about him with him now playing striker. And he does look a very, very juicy asset. But I just want to see him against... Um, Arsenal and Liverpool and then I can then I have more of a clear picture of with Son at striker I mean we don't know maybe Richarlison I mean he was injured he's gonna go back in the team and he's gonna play striker so let's just wait I don't I don't think Tottenham had a penalty yet so we don't really know who's the taker now that Kane left could might well be Son could be Madison yeah that, that's what I always think about a wild card just if your team is well set up then there's not really uh any reason for that it's a very valuable chip and you shouldn't you should um shouldn't waste it use it wisely so are are you planning to use it then specifically in and around that time or are you planning to are you kind of waiting and seeing no definitely game week nine or ten definitely yeah okay yeah cool 
All right. Um, we're going to go through the teams and just kind of discuss what to do with with each section of the team. We'll start with the goalkeepers. Uh, I believe we have the same goalkeepers, Onana and, and Ariola. This is a very popular combination. I have Turner. Oh yeah, you have you have Turner exactly. Same same yeah. price bracket as Ariola and. Uh, yeah. Ariola has actually given a lot of bench points, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but we both have Onana as like our, our expensive option in goal. Yeah. Uh, you said you're looking for five weeks with goalkeepers. Five weeks in, he hasn't really returned regularly. But you've also mentioned earlier that you'd keep him until the end of the FPL year. Is You're not going to swap him out. But are you a bit concerned with the lack of points you've been getting from him? Yeah, of course, but uh, what I mean with with the five game weeks, I always look at this when I either either get a player in or I want to sell him. I look at the next five game weeks. That's sort of what I go on. And if you look at Onana, look look at his fixtures. He has Brighton at home, which I think Man United are at home a much better defense and a much better team overall. So I won't worry too much about that fixture. They probably will concede, but. I mean, at the moment, clean sheets are very hard to come by. So it's not like there's an obvious answer for this problem. So I, I would just be com- comfortable to keep in. Then they have Burnley away, which I think is a very good fixture at the moment. Then they have Crystal Palace at home and Brentford at home. And that's then we run into game week 9 and 10, where they have Sheffield away and then Man City at home. And that's probably where I would wildcard him out. Or maybe, or maybe I would keep him. I don't know it, but let's say for the game week five to nine, I think it's perfect fixtures. You have three home games, two let's say easy away games. There is ju- absolutely no reason to to sell him. Absolutely no reason. Um, I mean, of course, you always can optimize every position perfectly, but you don't have the capabilities to use so many transfers. So. He's a for me. He's a he's a definite keep for the rest of the Man United assets as well because Man United at home are are most of the time very good. And um, yeah, let's see if uh, Ten Hag can had, can uh, get a reaction out of his team. Maybe you can. Maybe you you can. Uh, if you look at these fixtures, what do you think from a not from an FPL standpoint of view, but from a like Man United standpoint of view? Um, a lot of my early season optimism, which to be fair was low on the ground as it was, has has really evaporated since there's so many issues off the pitch at United right now. Yeah, and experiences just show that it's going to bleed into the into the results sooner or later. And I don't know. I mean, I really rate Ten Hag, and I think he's handled most tricky situations really well. But I I just don't know. Um. I just don't know if it's going to be sustainable. So I am thinking keep just because these fixtures are, as you said, really inviting. There are a lot of home games. You know, I I also think they can do well against Brighton uh, because they have like they lost that home game last year and and they'll they'll be motivated to to set that right and, and, and stuff. And Hoyland's coming in now which will add a layer, but but just so many issues off the pitch that I'm a bit wary. I am keeping them. I'm keeping all my United assets for this for this game weeks, for the next game weeks to come. I'm not planning to ship them out because I still believe that if United score, Bruno and Rashford, are, or one of them at least, is going to be involved. So I'm keeping them. 
but I'm yeah. not as optimistic as you are maybe about getting results and clean sheets. Yeah. I mean, they had, I mean, with Tottenham and Arsenal away, I mean, these are top fixtures and you can lose them. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It's just, I think, with Hoyland coming in and Rashford playing off the left, I I, I see some goals there, you know, and who is going to play on the right? I, I presume Garnacho. Yeah, you'd you'd have to expect so, if unless yeah. they bring Sancho back, which I don't see happening. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. anyway, before I get depressed, let's move on to two <laughs> defenders. Um, the, 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 the lot of a lot of options here of like sort of low budget defenders coming up. It's it, Udogi is a is a popular name amongst uh, amongst people. Mm-hmm. Other Spurs defenders as well, like Romero. Spurs have have surprisingly done really really well. <laughs> uh, are there any must haves in there for you? Who are your what are your thoughts on on defenders? I mean, yeah, you you mentioned Udogi, but I think probably the train already left the station for to uh like to buy him now. Yeah, he's four point seven. Like, there's there must be other options at four point seven. Not particularly because of that, because because they have Arsenal away and Liverpool at home in the next three. So, it's not like if you if you look from an attacking standpoint of view, like Madison, I think he can he can score in those games. I mean, Arsenal, Liverpool, are not the best defense at the moment, and they're they're playing quite an offensive brand of football, and it's always gaps, but. From a defensive standpoint of view, I think they will concede one hundred percent in those two games. So I don't see really Yudogi coming in now. If you had him for these past couple of weeks, then fair play to you. But now I think it's just, I think you missed it to to get him. And yeah, there's there's a lot of options, and especially like Estupinian, he has some tough fixtures. I know we he's probably I'm, no one's gonna probably sell him, but. I don't see many clean sheets coming in as well. So yeah, it's it's, it's tough at the moment, but you can consider a, um, a City defender like uh, Ruben Diaz. Even Akanji has been mentioned by a few. Yeah, Akanji and uh, Matty Cash. I mean, Aston Villa. Um, he almost plays like a right winger in a 4-4-2. So as... For a defensive option, that is really, really good because he will get, he will be so offensive and he will get clean sheet, clean sheet points. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of defender options. Um, Are you considering Gabriel back in? A lot of people have been no pipping him to come back in. I mean, he, I think he, he did look good against Man United, but the the thing is, the. Next Arsenal fixtures are not bad, but just from a defensive standpoint, I don't see that many clean sheets. I think Everton away, yeah, maybe, but it's not really a ground that we've been performing in the last years. So I I don't think this will be an easy game, by the way. Then we have Spurs at home. Then we have Bournemouth away. Yeah, maybe a clean sheet. And then we have Man City at home, Chelsea away. So not that it's bad, but if you want to bring someone in, I think you need to be fully convinced that it's going to be, that they're going to get points, you know, because transfers are so valuable. Yeah, I also think in defense, especially, you yeah. need you need players who are who are guaranteed starters, at the yeah. very least. That's always one of those things that I'm looking for. And with Gabriel, it look it does look strongly like he will start, but you just 
You, I, I don't trust it yet after just one game. I mean, we'll have to wait yeah. and see what what yeah. Arteta does. I'm I'm a bit wary with with him as well. Um, yeah. Have you have yeah. you made your transfer yet this week? No, I haven't made much. What I would like to say as well, I, I think we we should all get um away into the Newcastle defense because they're very good fixtures now, like yeah. really good fixtures. And it's so frustrating because I I I got Botman and put him on a bench for all these weeks just so I can rotate him for game week five and the next game weeks that are coming and now he's injured. So maybe we have to wait for the press conference of Eddie Howe and then I've met, maybe I have to get him out again. But it's so frustrating. I like I planned this so perfectly and now he's <laughs> fucking injured. The the issue I have with, with Newcastle is that they'll start the Champions League and their group is so yeah. difficult and they will they'll concede in the Champions League. I'm expecting them to concede in almost every game in the Champions League, which yeah. will put a dent in the defenders' confidence and will give rivals opportunities to look for holes in their defense. Yeah. And I just I I know their fixtures are changing and I was tempted to get to get an offensive an offensive asset even. But with the rotation and and I don't know when watching Fabi share for Switzerland as well. I, there's no, I'm not going to rush to get him. Trippier is yeah. too expensive. Dan Byrne doesn't get enough offensive points. I do think Trippier is a shout though, because I don't have the money for him. man. I, I last year he was probably the best asset next to Holland. So yeah, but I have the benefit of He's not being here last year. So I'm not like, I've <laughs> got that sort of, yeah. you know, purple, like pink tinted glasses. But, I don't Remember think Trippier will was. get. I don't think Trippier will get rotated, to be honest. And I think he will be there every week. And if you look at his numbers, he could have already got a few assists. And that is a dangerous combination: assists and clean sheets. Yeah. So I think watch out for him. And if you have the money and if you have a transfers to spare, I would I would heavily consider it, to be honest. We'll keep a keen eye on on Newcastle defensive assets. Um, yeah, keeping Chilwell for now, just at the last. Yeah, half definitely, okay. definitely. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to midfield. This is the the big one, the midfield, because everyone's everyone's sort of counting on their midfield to to bring in the 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 points. And I know you're quite happy with with your midfield. I think we have a very similar midfield. Actually, we have uh, we have we all both of us have Bruno Rashford, Saka. And then I've gone for Sterling, you've gone for Madison, and where I have Mitoma, you have Mbwemo, although they've both pretty much delivered really well for differentials. I think Mbwemo is a bit is a bit higher rated than than Mitoma, but I'm I'm quite happy with Mitoma's returns on the on the whole. There's so many options in midfield, isn't there? I mean, Son's now yep. come into the into the picture. There's Foden, there's Grealish people are going for. There's obviously Madison that you have. Sterling, that's in my team. Martinelli has now delivered again against United. So do, well, the, the question is almost, who do we not have? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Because there are so many options. And if I would... I also ask myself the question if I would wildcard right now with how with my midfield look, and I probably would have Madison, Foden, Sterling, Mbuemo, and Bruno Fernandez. If um yeah, if I would wildcard. So that's probably that's probably the way I would go, but at the moment I don't have 
I won't use a wildcard. I don't have the transfers to to spend on it. I don't know what's your take, but uh, the Arsenal midfielders don't interest me enough for the next couple of fixtures, to be honest. So I would just keep not the. I wouldn't get someone in, and I am just keeping the Man United um assets because they have the great fixtures. And Buemo is a keep, of course, and I have Madison as well. So, um, yeah, at the moment I, I won't change anything at the, in the midfield. Yeah, it's an inter- it's a very interesting one. I'm I'm not going to be tempted into into sort of snapping and and quickly getting Son in. He he costs too much for that. I think there's other ple- people with yeah. less, the other players with who cost less who um I'm considering to get in instead um madison as well i think i think if if you want to get madison in give him another three games i I know you said they're going to get points against arsenal or liverpool but but i think it's if you don't already have him he's probably an avoid until those games yeah. are over um yeah, the same so, the same with son i think the same with Son. exactly yeah i think spurs assets they're they're all in the same bracket as well um obviously sheffield united it's going to hurt watching them get points against them yeah uh, now and not having them in your team because I expect probably both Madison and Son to return. But but then the backlash of that is the Arsenal away fixture and the Liverpool at home fixture where I just see them all struggling to get points. Uh, same goes for West Ham. I mean, Ward-Prowse and, and Bowen both are, um, you know, electric at the moment, but they face City and Liverpool in the next couple no. of games. So it's just yeah. not the right time to bring them in. Yeah, forget about it. Which is why I didn't bring them in before the Luton game, because I was I was tempted to bring them in. And then I saw the fixtures. And I was like, well, but it's a one game return yeah. and then you're struggling with them. You're struggling to even start them, actually. Yeah. Um, so so I'm definitely happy with Sterling at the moment. He's going to get I mean he was he was great against Forest anyway. He looks like he's the only one who's going to score for Chelsea if anyone if anyone does at the moment. So I'm happy with him. Bournemouth, Aston Villa, Fulham, they're decent fixtures, no Champions League football. He's a no-brainer for me. Mitoma is a bit 50-50. United away, I'm thinking of benching him for what for that one game because then they have Bournemouth at home, Villa away, he can return again. Uh, Arsenal, I'm not as pessimistic as you are, especially with Saka, who's on pens as well to some extent. I'm I'm keeping Saka for the time being. I was considering Odegaard, but I'm not sure if it's worth the swap. I feel like whoever I get I will end is. up getting less points than the one who I who I drop. Yeah. So, as you said, I think I think we have to we have to just I have to like get around the fact that I'm just not going to have a lot of points in my midfield every week because they're all so good and they're all like affordable so i i think i think patience is the right way to go because all these players will get will get points for you sooner or later um i think son though is he's i'm really i don't know if i can if i should consider it because if he plays up top even against liverpool at home or arsenal away which i think is not that for an attacker for a counter-attack attacker, I don't think is is that bad of a fixture. And if he's on penalties too, and he plays up top, right, right foot, left foot, the pace. I just don't buy it yet, man. I mean, he had yeah. he scored a hat trick against Burnley last season, and then still ended up blanking for a bunch of weeks. And and after that, so I. <laughs> no, I need to see more a, from he him. He scored. He scored a hat trick last game week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm saying he scored a hat trick against Burnley yeah. the last season. But he played on then, the. Yeah. Was it Burnley? He, I oh, oh, yeah. You mean you mean Leicester? 
or Leicester. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, just, yeah. you just started blanking as well. So I don't trust it yet. I need to... Yeah, if he returns against Sheffield and then he returns against one of Arsenal or Liverpool, then we can chat about it, sure. Then we can yeah. we can have this conversation. For me, uh, no. I'm I'm trusting who I have in the team to, to return. It's going to be a pain to watch them against Sheffield. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really hope Sheffield can do a Nottingham Forest and, and cause an upset. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Okay, so midfielders, the call is to just kind of be patient and yeah. um... depends on your on your setup. I think if you have a, a clear a clear route to a to a Foden or a Madison or a Sterling with a maybe a midfielder like Martinelli, which is not that performing at the moment, then then you should do it, of course. But I think um, yeah, with our midfield at the moment, I don't think we need to panic. And um, no, I agree. I think it's always good to 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 see another game week, to see another, to always get a new picture, new picture. Yeah. That's and not valuable. worry too much about no. the prices going up because usually in the, how it's looking now, I, I always have some money in the bank somehow. Yeah. And yeah, there's always ways I can, I can clear some money to, to get those extra 0.1.2 price rises. Yeah. Okay. Let's tackle forwards as well. Cause, cause this is, it's probably for the first game week where we, we, really discuss forwards over midfielders um the midfielders kind of now established as just whoever you get it's going to get you points but the forwards has been a lot of a lot of discussion i'm a week one owner of alvarez and i'm so happy with that decision one of the best decisions i've made in this in this year he's returned so faithfully and and the concern is he played he played he started last night against Bolivia away in Bolivia you know Pep likes to to rotate they have Champions League coming up yes it's against Belgrade but still uh he's a, he's a no-brain keep for me at the moment though until further notice he pretty much completed 90 minutes in every game you have Nicholas Jackson where I have Alvarez what are your thoughts on him Nicholas Jackson or Alvarez? No, I mean both, but Nicholas Jackson. Yeah. It's it's a bit disappointing because um yeah, he got a goal against Luton, but I watched that game and he's just so hot and cold, I think. Sometimes he goes on these runs and he and he goes past defenders and then he kind of stumbles over the ball and I don't know, falls to the ground. He's a bit of a, yeah, yeah, hot and cold. And then he misses that, that, that I mean, that chance against Nottingham Forest. Oh, man. I mean, come on. Brother. Just, you have to bury that. So, yeah, for the from the eye test, I'm not that, I'm a bit worried. But if you look at the fixtures, Bournemouth away, Aston Villa at home, Fulham away, and... What you have to consider, that's why I got them in in the first place. Well, what you have to consider, Nkunku is out, so they have no other striker. He will be the striker in every game. And that is so much value as well. I mean, of course, Alvarez is a better player. There's no doubt about that. But you just don't know if he's going to play. He's going to get rotated. They have Champions League as well. Jackson has always a week to rest. He plays 90 minutes. And that is most of the time a good reason to keep with these kind of fixtures. So yeah, I'm just going to keep him and going to watch him miss open goals <laughs> because I don't have the luxury to transfer him out. I have more I have more uh, problems to solve especially in the defense. So yeah, it's just a keep and 
then after game week nine or ten, I will probably wildcard him out because they have Arsenal then and Brentford and Spurs and Man City and Newcastle and Brighton and Man United. I mean, all of the, I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be uh, intrigued how Chelsea deal with that because they're all, um, how do you say it? They don't have a, a fi- yeah, they don't have a fixture in between where it's like an easy fixture. They, for real, have Arsenal, Brentford, Spurs, Man City, Newcastle, Brighton, and Man United. That is a horrendous run. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's that that's as well. That's where I'm looking to to use my wild card as well. That I think the next international break, the October one, where the fixtures swing again, because I've got three Chelsea players in my team at the moment. So mm-hmm. there's um, yeah, they'll they'll all have to go, or maybe I'll keep one of them, but you know yeah that's that's the big question mark is is your third striker a lot of people have now got archer there that he obviously scored 12 points on the bench last week or what is it yeah last week against everton are we i'm i'm considering 343 for this week just kind of considering you have archer no i have i have Joao pedro but it's very much time to move him on now um so the question is who who else is there and i'm i'm not sure if i should get archer just to save the money but then sheffield play away to spurs so it's not the best idea to get him in other so for options me there, yeah other options include um iwani iwani who's just returned yeah. every single week this year and yeah. i i'm starting to trust it yeah i mean i mean they play Burnley yeah, at home now then city away which is an easy bench and then Brentford at home, Crystal Palace, Luton. Yeah, those five game weeks they look decent. Four out of five yeah. look like good games, and I'm three home games as well. Exactly, and then they play at home to Luton, and I'm like, do you know what? Yeah, yeah, you'll get points. What are your thoughts on this? The third striker. Do you put any emphasis on that, or just as cheap as possible and and bench him every week? So for me at the moment, I Wyoni or how do you call him is not. I'm not really considering it. Because I'm not saying he's not good, but I don't think he's good enough to get in the first 11. Maybe, I mean, we have, we played four games now. We sh- it's not like he's going to score every game. And maybe we are get he's getting a bit, um, getting a bit ahead of ourselves. It's a bit of my prediction. For me, there are only really three options to consider. It's either Watkins because of the good fixtures, uh, Jesus because he's Jesus, you know, and and he's back fit, and Darwin Nunes, and I think the rest is I wouldn't consider even like uh, Isaac or or Wilson. I mean, they will take minutes off each other. Um, yeah, and the rest that I, I don't really see. Maybe Hoyland with. With the good fixtures, but we have. I mean, when he came on, I think he he looked good. No, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, good? you know, there's there's no way in this in this climate I'm gonna get him in before he before he returns, <laughs> uh, because yeah. I have three United assets, and it would mean either shipping out Rashford, Bruno, or Onana, and and those are like those are automatic keeps. I have many other issues that I want to address first. So Hoyland isn't yeah. a realistic option at this moment in time, but he costs seven. He could be a, a set starter for United, especially in the league. I think they'll probably play Martial in Europe and and play Hoyland in the the Prem where it's more physical. So, 
Yeah, I mean, he's one to keep an eye on for sure, for sure, sure. Yeah. But as but, you said there, I think yeah. I think I'm gonna get Darwin before I get him for sure. Yeah. So if you would decide Watkins, Jesus or Darwin, if you have to get one in the team right now, who would you take? Darwin, I think. I don't yeah. trust Watkins. I don't. I just. I just don't trust Aston Villa, man. I had no? Diaby in one of my drafts early in the season, and. And I think they have a high ceiling, to be honest. Ah, everyone, I think, I think everyone says this. I mean, but he, I mean, he he scored like crazy at Burnley. Yeah, and he looked really threatening. Yeah. I don't know the, the last game week. I mean, there's so much potential for points there, and I know, I just, yeah, I just see Watkins. it so many times. It's both, it's it's with them and but with, I think just, with Newcastle yeah. that I just, I just don't. They're, they're both in Europe. They're both. I don't know. I just something just feels yeah. off about them, and and I feel differently about Brighton. Interestingly, even though Brighton have Europe as well, I just somehow trust Brighton to return and score a lot of goals. And I just feel like with Newcastle and with Aston Villa, I see tired games coming their way, tired Sunday afternoon games where they were in. I don't know. I don't even know who Aston Villa have off the top of my head in Europe, but they'll they'll be hung over from those games. And wow, oh, come on! I mean, hungover is a bit. I don't know. I, I just I need to see it first. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for for Watkins or Diaby, even though they might return. Uh, I don't trust them just yet. I was I was a bit surprised that Watkins wasn't in the England camp. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a whole other story, man. Southgate yeah. and and his nominations going for Calvin Phillips and and stuff. It's it's madness at times. Maguire scored yeah, again, man. Huh? Yeah, he's on fire. <laughs> It's unbelievable. The Arsenal game. The Arsenal game was the 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 boost. Uh, yeah, that he needed the confidence <laughs> boost that he needed. Oh my god, McGuire and Evans at the back. Was just, yeah, was, I think it was the first throw in, <laughs> and Evans <laughs> got like rolled from Jesus, just bodied. Yeah. Was, man, I just, I yeah, we need Martinez back. Apparently, glory, glory, Man United. Too. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> fucking depressing. Okay, are you considering saving your transfer so you have two next week? Um, I'm gonna look for the Eddie Howe press conference, and if he says Botman is fit, then I will keep him, and if he says he he isn't, then I will probably move him on. For um, yeah, I haven't really made my decision yet, but maybe stuff, maybe Matty Cash. If he plays in the four four two at the right winger, you you have to consider him. I think. Yeah, you definitely do. Okay. Well, I hope this talk has helped people out there consider who they get for their FPL. I'm really happy to announce that next week we will be back to talk actual Premier League football and not Switzerland v Andorra or. I don't you don't want to talk about the game. Norway versus Georgia <laughs> or shit like that. I mean, come on. Um, although Haaland and, and Odegaard both scored did actually. You, in that. Did you watch uh, the Switzerland game? I watched. Yeah, the I did. Game. I I watched both Switzerland. No, I'm I'm not going to watch a friendly over a, a competitive game. That's even if but it's Germany. Germany France, yeah, I on. know, but no, 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 no. Um, no, the Switzerland game had some oomph to it because they needed to <laughs> react after the the Kosovo draw. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was very heated. Yeah, it was actually uh, heated. It was it was interesting. But um, come on, it's Andorra, man. I knew, man, I knew we were gonna win. Don't even don't even let me go there because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get mad. Fucking international break. But it's nearly over. It's Wednesday. We have two more days, and then 
and then it's it's all happening so it's 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 coming our way the good stuff did we play well at least yeah whatever okay Armand, thank you so much for this i will see you next week and um yeah keep an eye out for more stuffs yes